so hello everyone we are back yes we've had a long extended holiday uh well i say extended holiday um we obviously had christmas uh new year um and i i became ill so uh our holiday has sort of uh, been a bit longer than we anticipated but um yes we're back now and we've made a few tweaks we've got a few plans that are coming together we spoke about them tonight um so really uh, tonight's just you know we haven't disappeared off the face of the earth um we're dedicated to this uh the channel and trying to make it uh something that uh, everyone can listen to and enjoy and above all we want it to have a friendly sort of atmosphere uh, so we've been talking a little bit about that tonight and uh what we're trying to aim for here is uh a, I can only describe it as like a coffee shop type atmosphere. So, you know, when you when you come into the podcast, um, it's almost like you've you've joined your friends, you sat down having a drink uh, or whatever, and uh, we're all just chatting about whatever, just shooting the breeze. That that sort of atmosphere is what I'm trying to go for. We're also trying to bring in more modelling content. So last year, we, we learned a lot from, uh, you know, what we've uh, from listening to other podcasts and um, generally, you, you know, taking on board tips and advice from people. And um, yeah, we, you know, so it, it's uh, it, it's a difficult thing to get right. We've got to fine tune it. And we hope we've we've got it right this time. Um, not that we had it wrong before, but um, it just didn't feel friendly enough. I I didn't feel it was friendly enough. So there's still myself, Josh, and Gordon, who is uh, our oracle. Gordon is our uh, he's like our Gandalf, uh, the wise one. Um, he's got all the information on any kits or, uh, you know, things like that. So if you've got any questions on kits, uh, you want to know whether a, a certain kit is, is a good kit to buy or you've got problems with a kit or anything like that. Colours, Gordon's amazing when it comes to um, plain colours and stuff like that. He, he knows, the, you know, he knows all of that. So... You know, drop us a line, um, email us, uh, put a question on the Spruecast page on Facebook, and uh, he will get back to you as soon as he's available. Uh, I don't think there's uh, anything more I can add to that. You're good at that sort of thing, aren't you, Gordon? You do, I know I'm, I'm putting you on the spot a bit in the hell, but... Yeah, it, 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 it's like the aircraft I'm working on at the minute. It's been very bloody challenging. <laughs> yeah, is that the, uh, the the beautiful black and white? It's the um, 48 scale Kitty or SU-35E. Yeah, that's uh, stunning, that is. The downside with the kit, it, yeah, it's got a couple of little fit issues, but they're nothing. But to build it as a, a flanker E, 
there's only one colour scheme you can use, and that's a demo scheme, which is in the Arctic Splinter scheme. Yeah, it does look beautiful, though. Now, if you follow the kit instructions, it tells you it's uh, a medium grey, black, white on top, and the same underneath. Yeah. But when I did my research, and uh, I found that it's actually uh, different colours underneath. Yes, I remember, because you, you've... Uh been sort of putting comments down in our group and uh, yeah i saw you'd uh, there was a change of color there i think somebody else somebody else i've been watching it's doing the same kit also mentioned uh, a problem with with the colors um yeah. what was your sorry carry on it, yeah it's, it's like a medium medium blue gray on top and if you look at the follow the instructions it tells you to paint it a very dark blue and if you go on certain websites and stuff it says it's um, eggplant gray or gunship gray and I did a little bit more delving and the color is actually called Russian aircraft blue 2 and wow. it's, it's, I tell you, it's a very funny color who 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 makes that colour? It's a, it's a Mr. Colour. It's one of their lacquer-based ones, right? And it, change, it changes colour in different lighting conditions. Ooh. Like now, I've got my LED lights on. And it's got a very dark purple hue to it. All right, yeah. Yeah, in daylight, it looks like a dark grey. Yeah, that's it's all to do with the white balance, isn't it? Yeah, and how you perceive oh, the colour. Because we we've, we've had a bit of a crappy day here today, and it's well, we've got freezing fog at the minute. I had a look at it outside on the back, and it looked blue. Wow! And I thought, oh right, but the uh, the white is what they call traffic white. It's 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 almost white. Well, yeah going into a grey and you've got the two dark colours on top and bottom but the actual underneath colour the predominant colour is like the uh, gold grey that used to be on top of the Tomcats yeah. and stuff yeah, yeah. because I actually found a, a video of the actual aircraft doing its uh, doing its stuff at a, an air show and you can actually see that it's a different colour underneath to on top and I thought well that don't look like the instructions I don't know. There's uh, something about Russian jets. They, they just look really, really nice. And um, I, I, I just saw today in the news that, uh, uh, like uh, web news, that um, I don't know how true this is. America's looking at buying um, a load of MiG 29s. Um, I think it said 30 or 40. They're on about buying 30 or 40 MiG-29s. So I'm thinking to myself, um, is Russia really going to sell them? It's like one of its fighters with all its technology. Nah, the Americans have already got them and got rid of them. So it just struck me as strange. It would be like America selling their flagship uh fighter jet to the russians it just i don't know 
Well, this is yeah. it. When the, uh, when the two Germanys united into one, right, the uh, the German Air Force took the MiG-29s over to Nellis. Yeah. And started dogfighting with them. And they actually got some of the former Top Gun pilots and the aggressive pilots to actually go for a flight in it. And we'll, uh, we're taught how to fly them. Yeah. And America did purchase a number of MiG-29s, the early A models. Oh, right. From various places. Some of them were in a flyable condition. Some of them were yeah. wrecked. And basically, it's it's part of the US Air Force that not a lot of people not a lot of people hear about yeah so if it's like during the korean war and the vietnam war and stuff they actually got mig-15s and mig-21s that's how they learned how to dogfight against them yeah and the mig-29 is uh, quite an agile and quite a lethal dogfight aircraft once you get it close yeah it's quite a bit the mig-29 is the big one isn't it yeah, mig-29 mig is the baby one What's the one with the? It's got like huge tail fins at the back, two of them, um, and they're like barn doors when they're moving. It's the uh, it's the SU twenty seven, the flanker. Yeah. Family. It's hard to believe how agile that plane is when well, it's in the hands of a good pilot. If you go onto YouTube and you type in um, SU thirty five flank e-display yeah and you actually watch the, the i think there's a 20 minute display it's flying backwards it's flying in like a flat spin in a circle yeah all right and it pulls up into a vertical and it just sits there hovering oh i've seen it yeah and they got there's one there's one video on youtube where they've got uh, an american pilot and he's giving his assessment it's called yeah. the cobra the cobra move yeah. and he said uh he's watching it and he said to do that to do that move takes a huge amount of skill um he said what i'm seeing in front of me almost seems impossible um the, yeah. the pilot's got to take into account so many different factors um so to be able to do that is is unbelievable um yeah, yeah and that's uh, you, you've got to admire them um uh, but i mean the fact is and people are right a lot of this warfare is done from miles apart um so it does it's pretty much irrelevant how good the pilot is close up because a lot of them are shot out of the sky from i don't know what is it five six miles away they can target them yeah i don't true. i don't know <clears throat> sorry i said true yeah well, it's, um, it's like the americans at the minute isn't it they're uh, they're on about bringing the block 70 f-16 out for foreign customers and it's right. up to date most lethal f-16 and so wow. even the american air force haven't got them i don't understand that why why sell to another country why not just sell to your own well this 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 is it i watched the what's it on youtube about it last night and because the f-16 production is winding down at the major factory 
they've set up a new factory somewhere else in America and that's going to be geared for low run production of aircraft. Yeah. Instead of banging one out or two out a week or something like that. It's still going to be fairly quick, but it's not going to be a full production run. And they're changing the engines, the cockpit's having a complete makeover, uh, that's all throttle stick, that's all being changed, the head-up display's been changed, the radar is being changed to a scanned array. Yeah. To what's in the flanker and some of the later MiG-29s and stuff. And I'm going, wow, plus they put the um, saddle tanks over the wings, down the fuselage on the back as well, which makes it look really mean and angry. Well, yeah, but you got to remember that you know, we don't really upgrade every year. No. We're just producing this. I mean, it could, some of the stuff could be 10, 15 years old. It's why they're starting to, you know, like the F-22. They're talking about taking the F-22 out of production. Yeah. I mean, but that's the plane that basically destroyed everything. But, yeah. you know, it's not a fair fight, so they're scrapping it, right? Yeah, it's it's like the uh, I was looking through one of my uh, my magazines, right, and it stated how many different block versions of the F sixteen the U.S. Air Force has got, and some of them were not compatible. So you can't send one F sixteen out on a certain type of mission because it's not capable of doing it. And what it looks like they're about doing is. Pulling the F-16s when they come in for a midlife update is when they leave the factory, they're all up to block 70 standard. So across right. the F-16s, they're all up to the latest standard. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to be the novice here. When you say block 70, what do you mean? Well, it's like a standard well, limited edition plane, I believe. Yeah, well, you've got the block 50, the block 52. Right, which basically what's, what's block? Is that is that just the name of a plane block, or is that a? It's an F sixteen block, whatever. And um, from my understanding of it is, right, when it leaves a factory, it's got a certain type of radar, a certain type of weapons fit, a certain type of engine, right, a certain amount of fuel rate and stuff, right, because the. Um, I think the first F-16s that came out with Pratt Whitney engines and the later block ones have got General Electric engines in it, if I'm right, right? And yeah. the intake underneath the chin on the F-16 went from what they call the small mouth to the large mouth. And if you look at the, if you get two F-16s stood on a flight line, tell the difference because the the actual intake of the the later block f-16 they've got this wide mouth one and it's physically visibly bigger than yeah. the 16 because it pulls in more air for the more powerful engine and they were fitted to certain block aircraft i mean i i don't know if this is true or not but this kind of i i believe with that particular plane they have a squadron of like four or five that fly together. Each one of the planes will have something different on them. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's not just the same generic plane 
Like this one does this. This one is the captain. He does almost everything. Yeah. One surveillance, one a fighter. You mean like that? So you've you've got like a squad of all-round capability. But that does beg the question, why don't they just all have a plane? Is it not possible to uh, give like in, uh, create a plane that can do all of it? Oh, well, the- if they're all updated to Block 70 standard, then with a true multi-role yeah. and stuff, and it's, it's, it's down to finances again, isn't it? What budgets they're allowed for that year or what they can spend on this or what they can spend on that. I think if the US Air Force had had the way, they'd have more F-22s. The new F-15 Eagle that they're on about, the EX, and stuff, because... I, I, I heard they're coming back out with the 14. They're going to be doing some 14 still. Well, I don't know how true that is, but, you know... It's... I've not heard about the 14s, but the ones that Iran have got, what they've done with theirs by reverse engineering it, they were way in front of the US Navy ones because it could carry a bigger bomb load, it was faster, and it could carry more versatile weapons loads and stuff. But I've not heard anything about the Tomcat, not yet, because apparently most of them have either been chopped up or gone to museums at the minute. But So the F-14 is the Tomcat? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll wait to see. We'll, we'll we'll soon find out when the new Top Gun movie is uh, released. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's another thing. When they create them films, how much are they allowed to show? Because obviously they have the new plane, uh, if it's there, the new jet. Um, Actually, I don't Tom, think they have anything new in that plane. I think they're F-14s. Tom Cruise does go up in them along with the other actors. They all go up. Uh, yeah. They have a, a pilot up front because um, I watched uh, I watched uh, a making of Top Gun, and um, the pilots came on and, and and they said they took them up for the first time. Tom Cruise was sick once apparently, um, and he was okay after that. Some of the other actors had a you know bit more trouble uh, acclimatizing. So I don't know how they done the actual flying. I don't think he, he ever actually flew them. Um, yeah, yeah. This this upcoming movie from from the thing that I watched the other day is it's all in the plane while it's moving. You, yeah. This this movie is going to be by far the best aviation thing we've ever seen. Yeah, because yeah. they did in the the Super Bowl the year the F. And when you see in the trailer where he's taking off the carrier, he's actually sitting in an F, two-seater. But with all the six cameras he's got in front of him and how they've positioned him, it looks like he's actually flying in a single-seater. Yeah. I think what they've probably done is they've, they've, they're being flown by a real pilot in front of Tom Cruise. But yeah. They've positioned the cameras to make it look like he's yeah, the pilot. Well, what they've got in the back where the uh, the cockpit combing is, they've put six cinematic, these little little cameras at different angles. Yeah. Just above, just above the, uh, what, what, what would be the pilot's head sort of thing. Yeah. Pulling it down. And it's same as Josh says, 
a lot of the flight sequences that are going to be in this new Top Gun movie are actually where the actor is sat in the rear seat of an F-18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're no, they're they're going to be doing front and back. You can, oh yeah, some of those planes you can control it from front or back. But I should imagine his controls will be disconnected when he's. Yeah, but see, Tom uh, Tom Cruise knows how to fly. So they're they're probably letting him do a little bit, not you know. Yeah, lot, yeah, yeah. He's, I mean, he flies. I don't know whether it's the same with a jet. Um, you know, is it like a car? I don't know. I do not know. Um. So yeah, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. When's it out? Next uh, month, March. I'm going to you say. Don't, I thought it was uh, sometime around about the middle of the year. Oh, hold on. I can because it's, it's in what, what they call it, post-production or something now, where they, they're basically yeah. assembling the film. Like a jigsaw, sticking it together. Yeah, because he's uh, he's still got his GPZ 900, but now he rides a Kawasaki H1. And uh, you actually see him flying his own Mustang. June 26th. 2020 yeah i thought it was the middle of the year yeah yeah excellent i mean top gun even today the the flight sequences in it are, are pretty fucking awesome um there's no denying that it's a you know even people that don't like the film uh you can't deny that the the camera work in it is is uh just stunning and there's been so many advances since then um it, it, this is going to be something awesome to watch yeah it's going to be like the next generation yeah true um really yeah i am looking forward to that so the other thing I thought of the other, I was thinking the other night when the, you you get you've got these new jets coming out and obviously secrecy around them is quite high. So then you get model companies that come along and they laser scan these jets to for people to build them. Where does where do governments stand on letting modeling companies come in and basically photograph the hell out of their latest technology? Basically, anything that's, uh, shall we call, sensitive is kept out of view. They're allowed very little access to the aircraft. They're not even allowed in the cockpit on the F-35. All the F twenty two. So all how do they do it? All all they've been given is a diagram with measurements on of uh, the cockpit interior. Right. So they're allowed to scan the exterior. Yeah, because you you can't get sensitive stuff like that. The only one that they, they don't use it like you're walking around is the B two. Yeah, but I mean, even even with some of the the, they don't necessarily give that they take them to the factory and let them have like the the body, right? 
you're not going to get all the intricate stuff, but you can scan the body. Yeah. I mean, so that, well, let's, let's take the F-35 kits that are available in 48 scale at the minute, right? Which is the, uh, is it the Kitty Hawk and another couple more, right? They've got their inaccuracies in shape and stuff because in some cases they're not allowed to get anywhere near them. See, that makes sense to me. That makes sense. You get people that come on and they moan, oh, the, you know, the size is wrong and whatever. But, yeah, if, if they come out and say, look, we weren't allowed um, complete access to this plane. We were going off the measurements we were given. Um, you know, that makes sense to me. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like, it's taking their 35, for instance, at the minute, because there's been a bit of a debate over it at the minute. Is most of the F thirty five kits have got all this zigzag stuff all over the top of the fuselage and underneath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and that's ram tape. It's what radar absorbent material tape. Right, and basically all it is, it is just like uh, putting a masking tape seal down over a sensitive panel to keep the moisture and stuff out. Oh, right, right. Like a barrier, right. like a waterproof barrier. Yeah, yeah, basically. And right. you see that on the, a lot of the kits, and it's really pronounced. It stands out like a sore thumb. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. A few weeks ago, when I was at Marham having a look at the F-35, and they were kind enough to put a gang through so we could actually go up some steps and look on the top. They could take some photographs to the top, but they got a canopy cover over it, so you couldn't see in the cockpit, right? And you could always see this ram tape. So it's not as pronounced as these kits have no. it. No, this, this this is it. With the a lot of the well, I've got I've got the three. I've got the A, B, and the C F thirty five, and I've sanded all my ram tape off. And it made it all flush. Yeah. Right, okay. And then I've mapped the area where the tape goes and just sprayed it on. And it looks hell of a lot better. Now, I'd be interested to see when you put them photos up, how long before somebody mentions the fact that you've done that. Well, let's put it this way. I've got hands-on experience because I was actually stood looking over the top of an F-35. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't <laughs> doubt that, but... I'm walking underneath on and get me any duplicates paid having the nose. <laughs> yeah. But you, you know as you know as well as I do that somebody's gonna come along and go oh, yeah. That's not right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, well that's the internet, right? Yeah. Uh, it's it's a shame, but uh, that is yeah. uh, well, they say the internet's your friend, but of course, it can also be a pain in the rear end and all. Yeah, I've 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 sort of changed in my approach to the internet now. I'm trying to, um, I'm trying to be less involved with what people say, if that makes any sense. You know, um, because the internet is a great place for information. Uh, as modelers, we can go and find out pretty much anything we need. 
photographs, um, any information. We can get it all. Uh, yeah. And that's great. But with that, when you're putting yourself out there, um, like we do with our podcast and we, you know, some of us do with our channels, it, it can attract negative um, people and, 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 you know, uh, thoughts. And I'm trying to become less bothered by that. Um, I'm just trying to brush them off now. And, uh, you know, I'm a lot older. Um, I'm none the wiser, but I'm a lot older. Well, and, this, this is one of the reasons why we started in the podcast, right? At the end of the day, nine times out of ten, you sat at a bench on your own, sticking bits of plastic together or sitting painting something. Yeah. All right. Large shows, podcasts, and stuff like that. Bring it, like you, like you were saying, like it's a coffee room chat. You, you need to the cafe. Yeah, we make it social. Right. It's it's we're trying to make it more of a social thing than one of isolation. Yeah. And and and, and that makes all the difference to me. Um, I don't know about you two, but. I, I love the social part. We're just trying to promote the hobby and hopefully bring a few more new modelers in. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I mean, we've got, um, I don't know, uh, if any of our listeners remember Terry, um, smooth. Uh, smooth. Yeah. You probably know him as smooth. Um, he's, he's back um he's got a, a saturday live show um of which i think i'm part of sometimes i'm not quite sure on the thing there yet um but uh he's back um he is going to be doing more so keep an eye out on his channel um I know that uh, John's John's involved with that a little bit, um, but yeah, Smooth's a great guy, and uh, you, you know he's a good laugh, and you'll have a lot of fun watching what he does. Um, I, I just felt it was right to give him this plug because um, he's he's had a hard time, and it, you know he, he needs our support. Yeah, well, this is it at the minute. I've been talking to him and stuff. But uh, he's got one or two, one or two medical problems he's got to finish off dealing with at the minute. Yeah. And he has got plans. We have got some ideas on where to take it and what we're going to do and stuff and what he wants to do. Yeah. And, uh, just at the minute, he's just finishing it, sorting himself out and stuff. The weather's not doing him any good because he's laid up with the bug and the flu and stuff like everybody else has at the minute as well. Yeah, it's really gone round everyone over here. I don't know whether you've got the same in America, but over here, everybody's getting this really nasty head cold and God knows what else. Yeah. Um, it's everywhere, up and down the country. I, I've, bizarre. Well, this is it. Terry, Terry's been down with it a bit now, and it's it's just started to affect his hearing life. He tells you all, Mark. Oh, right, has it? Yeah. yeah. Um, that's a long-term bloody thing, and all my hearing's been gone now for 
uh, when I say gone, it hasn't completely gone, obviously. Uh, but it, it's been, I'm down about 30% since uh, second week in January. Um, yeah, it's not pleasant. Anyway, the other thing I wanted to, I, I would be completely remiss if we didn't mention Airfix and um, the fact that they're finally bringing out the Vulcan. Hooray! <laughs> they're finally doing it's a 148 scale Vulcan. Um, so, which one is that? Is that the bomber? Yeah, it's the uh it's a 72nd sorry i got it wrong um it's the delta delta wing shape um bomber that was used in the falklands it was famously used to uh the initial bombing run that happened was it goose green that got bombed port stanley airfield port stanley airfield sorry and yeah, um yeah, there's a whole thing on YouTube. You should go and watch it, telling you uh, how they done it. There was uh, there was like eight or nine um, uh, I've forgotten what it is now. Um, they the, the whole fleet of the uh, Victor tankers down there. Yeah, and they prepared. I think it was four Vulcans to actually go and do the mission. Yeah, they, one. They took off as a pair, and then if one developed problems, the other one took over. Then when it got so far, the other Vulcan flew back to Ascension Islands. Yeah, and one failed almost straight away, didn't it? Because they were old. Um, yeah. Uh, on board, literally, their aiming equipment for the bombs was made from uh, chains and uh i believe i read both like bicycle chains and um uh was it rope or something <laughs> you know it's just bizarre they look so high tech from the outside um but they're very old uh but they got the job done um just about because it was uh it was the only one left, weren't it? It was the only one left that managed to get all the way there. Yeah, it's the YouTube thing. It's XM607, Falklands, the most daring raid. Yeah. And it's on for about an hour. And the guy that actually flew one of the Black Book missions talks you through it, what was happening, like minute by minute. And it's yeah. a really good watch. Yeah because they nearly ran out of fuel coming back it was yeah yeah amazing. <laughs> I, yeah. I you know I, I don't want to give anything else away i pretty much gave it all away already but um it, yeah it's a good uh it's a good view if you're into your bombers or your jets or and all that you'll really enjoy that um so um i think we'll leave it there that's been a that's the, exactly the sort of thing i think we're aiming for now um like it has been tonight um we're still going to be doing the interviews we've still got a lineup of interviews coming uh kathy and james wapple they're they're going to be coming on um we've got uh kenny Cochlan, 
from sci-fi fantasy great guy kenny is he's a really nice guy we're going to be doing that interview um but what we're going to try and do this time is instead of having the the, the rigid format that we had before of the, asking the questions we're going to invite people in and we're just going to chat like this um and see see how that goes uh make it a bit more friendly that's what we're aiming for and i hope everyone's on board with us with that um so i'm gonna say good night uh because it is a, it's the end of the evening here um and uh i will see you soon um gordon josh say goodbye and josh got anything else to say first sorry i'm yeah very rude very rude of me sorry josh it's okay. I, I was just going to bring up the fact, you know, we hadn't had an episode since Christmas. I was going to see if you guys got anything cool. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, we can do that. I just assumed we'd. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. So, uh, Josh, you go first. Your idea. i got to think now what i got. <laughs> oh, okay. I got quite a bit. So. Um... Good, because I need to think a lot. <laughs> So, for the most part, I got a Death Guard. I got a bunch of Warhammer stuff, but I got the Death Guard box with about 70 or so figures. It may not be 70, but um, it's just the starter box with the Space Marines and the Death Guard team. Um, yeah. And I got the paints to go with that. Nice. A bunch, you know, gift card to the hobby shop. That's basically what I got. And then... Between Christmas and New Year's, the figure thing, the figure competition over in the Styrian Syndicate ended, and I ended up getting third. Yeah, well done. So I got the cleaning station is was that prize. So that's basically what I've gotten over the last, you know. Yeah, you, did, yeah, you uh, should mention that Josh has got a video on his YouTube channel. Um, it's also on the Spruce Surgery channel, and I believe have you got it up on Sprucast. I believe I do, yeah. Yeah, and he he has a look on there at the uh, prizes he won. Um, I also took part in that. Uh, I, I'm not gonna lie, I I I was expecting like the blue mat, yeah, and the airbrush pot, but right. I did not expect the cleaning kit. So I got quite a bit of stuff. That cleaning kit's expensive, you know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, them cleaning kits are really expensive. Heck, just um, the mat itself is pretty yeah. expensive. I mean, yeah. so I, you know, it was really, really cool to win that. Yeah. So. I felt that the third place prize was better than the second place prize. Uh, yeah, depending on, you know, what you were into. Yeah. Right? yeah yeah but um yeah I, t I took part in that um came last bar humbug <laughs> i don't think i even got a single vote <laughs> you didn't vote for yourself no i didn't know you could do that what mark come on <laughs> it's, it's a voting thing open yeah, to anybody I... to vote you didn't vote for yourself come on no 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 mark. i didn't mark. i honestly thought if I voted for myself, I thought somebody will kick me out. They'll say it's cheating or something. Mark, 
Mark, Mark. Oh, well, I, I can say I might have got one vote then. So, <laughs> brilliant. Um, next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Next next time I'm going to vote. Okay. It was good fun, though. It's not about the... Uh, it's not about the winning. It's about the taking part. Um, and congratulations to Joss for winning. Uh, I won't speak to him anymore after this. Poor <laughs> uh, loser, Mark. Don't be a sore yeah, loser. No. Yeah, sore loser. Um, so now, Gordon, what did you get? What did I get? Uh, Great Wolves Hobby Big 29. Uh, yeah. ICM A26B and a load of paints. Nice. Which brand of paint? Uh, some of the uh, load of the attacker paint set. Oh I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm going through the Russian phase at the minute, so I'm collecting Russian paint sets. I love Russian paint colours and that. They're really nice. The turquoise that they have in their cockpits is beautiful. Um, and I love the blue and white camo patterns they have on them, SUs and MIGs. Yeah. Um, but uh, I've started seeing, you know, some some of the patterns. And, and uh, uh, I, I saw a jet in a magazine. Or was it online? And it had got, a, I think it was like a Welsh dragon all across the top of the the plane. Yeah, just along the top, the whole thing, it was like a dragon. Um, it looked amazing. It really looked amazing. And, um, you yeah, know, I enjoy those. So I got, um, I got uh, a gift from a couple of... Uh, I got a gift from John. Um, I got uh, a gift from Paul and Sue and also from um, Bob. So I got, uh, in no particular order, I got from Gordon a P61C Black Widow. Uh, it's been a plane I've been after for quite some time. Uh, every time I've seen it, it's been a bit too much or I've not had the money for it. Uh, the last time it came up, I was in a room with Gordon um, and I was telling him about it. I didn't know, but he went and purchased it um, and I got that for Christmas. Uh, Bob sent me a... Uh, I collect the ICM figures. Uh, and so far, I've got the Viking and the Mountie, the Canadian Mountie. And Bob has sent me the uh, policewoman, the British policewoman. Uh, she's got hold of a, a rifle and one of the most detailed uh, ICM kits of figures to date that I've seen. Absolutely amazing. I got that. And then I got a, off Paul and Sue, I got a load of electronic um kit uh supplies um yeah and I'm, I'm just really grateful i was so lucky to know such great to have such great friends um 
uh, they all know that I'm not in a in a great position financially, so I wasn't able to return the favour at the moment. But uh, it didn't bother them. They still sent me something, and uh, I'm really grateful. Thank you very much, uh, John, for the P61. I can't wait to get started on that. Um, and in terms of modelling, that's uh, I think that's all I got in terms of modelling. I, I got these headphones off uh, Angela, um, which I'm using. I think they've got better audio quality on the microphone. Um, so I use them for these uh, podcasts. Uh, and then I take them off when we've done them um, for everything else. Uh, and that's about it, really. That's what I got. So are we... Picture just come up on my monitor of uh, an amazing tattoo on the shoulder of a young lady. The only thing we haven't done is talked about what we've been working on. I don't know if you want to do that this time or not. Uh, well, we're at 30, 45 minutes, so we could do. We could do. Um, so I've, uh, for me, I'll go first this time. Um, I've been working on a 172nd Chinook and I'm only going to, I'm only going to include stuff that I'm working on from this year now. Um, cause I've got a couple of bits left over from last year. I, I don't really want to include those cause I'm trying to get them out of the way. You just don't want to talk about Gordon winning the competition, do you? Uh, <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah yeah thanks uh josh we we've got to bring that up now um yeah we had i don't know if everyone remembers but we had the mig um 25 mig 25 build uh so that that ran for the last uh six months of 2019 um there was a good standard of uh kits if you want to see the builds just go along to the sprue surgery waiting room um, and go in there. You can, you know, join up. You can see the photos uh, of the builds and such. Um, they were all very, very good. Uh, Mine sucked. <laughs> <laughs> they were all very, very good, but there was one clear winner. Um, I thought, and that was me. Uh, Unfortunately, <laughs> no, not me. Gordon won. He uh, didn't tell anyone about his diorama that he was putting together. Um, so everyone, you know, everyone done their building. And then it came to the, you know, Sue, Sue was judging. And uh, all of a sudden, Gordon puts these pictures up of this amazing diorama. We'd all been telling each other. We'd all said, you know, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And then Gordon puts his pictures up and it's like, what the hell? Where did that come from? <laughs> An amazing uh, thing is, 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 is jet being refueled or something. It was just being prepared to take off. Yeah, it got little figures on and... Got a big, it, big, big, big hard standing and stuff, Russian hard standing. Yeah. The... Uh, 
one of the ground crew members talking to the pilot and stuff and a guy kneeling down at the side talking to the pilot by the uh, intercom and a guy walking off with the wheel chocks yes yeah the guy walking off with the wheel chocks yeah I'm... <laughs> yeah it was it was a very good bill and a worthy winner um i think you won a tank didn't you yeah uh, yeah i think bob was going to take it in his back garden and stamp on it before he delivered it <laughs> yeah it was it's a russian su something self-propelled gun yeah uh, mini art one but, yeah, uh, so. no, it yeah it was it was a good laugh and uh, now we get to moan every time. Mm. So. Oh, this is it. I up the ante with this SU-35, ain't I? That was an amazing build. I, 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 you, I feel you intentionally didn't tell us about that diorama. Because you knew you'd got that in the bag. He, he wanted to win. What's wrong with winning? Oh no, nothing. It's just uh, <laughs> well, yeah. It's like, it's like we were saying in the hangouts and stuff, right? Wow, this looks a big plane, right? And you don't realise how big it is until you stick a pilot in the cockpit. Yeah, you stick a pilot in the cockpit, you think, well, if he's if he's five foot eight, look how big the bloody plane is. Yeah, they're big. I've seen them on. Uh, i saw them on the youtube videos a pilot was getting ready to take off and when they go in the first one of the first things they do is move all the flaps and wings and the rear rudder they swing that about and the guy that was filming it was at the back um and he was virtually underneath the rear rudder and you could hear this massive creaking and it was like a huge barn door moving. It wasn't just a little flap. And I looked at it and I thought, my God, that thing is huge. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's mass. They are massive. Um, yeah. Just amazing to look at. So, I think this is the third time now. Have, have I forgotten anything else, Josh? Uh, is John going to say what he's been working on? Well, oh, heck, have I missed that and all? Well, <laughs> the last 14 months I've been doing the, the MiG 25, and since then I've been working on this uh, SU 35 flanker. Well, flanker E and it's been very challenging <laughs> plenty of masking i've had to go out and buy i've had to go out and buy more masking tape that's the kitty hawk isn't it yeah it's a kitty hawk one yeah some people call it what is it they call it shitty hawk is that the name they yeah. use yeah well um i had two slight seam lines down the top but they were nothing just a bit of perfect putty put it in wiping your finger that was that done and there was a a couple of places underneath where the uh, 
the intakes during the uh, engine trunk in that had to be, uh, shall we say, cajoled into place. Yeah. So it's not had a lot of filler in it, really, not compared to some kits. Um, I've just finished doing the camo job on it now, so it's uh, undercarriage phase, then paint the engines, and I'm almost I've never, done. I've never built a Kitty Hawk kit, so... I will one day. There's a couple that I like the look of. There's a couple of helicopters, actually. Um, uh, I think the one that Phil Flory built, he recommended it. Um, I quite like the idea of that one. I can't remember oh, what it is. Was it the U-500, the Hummer, the Hummingbird? I can't remember, Gordon. I know he recommended it. Um, they brought out two uh, in quick succession. And one wasn't very good, I think, if I remember rightly, and one was very good. Um, yeah. He really rated it. Uh, I'd have to go back and look. Um, what about you, Josh? What have you been... I've kind of been a little all over the place. I've, I finished my Age of Sigmar starter box. I got that completely done. I started putting together some of the War Machine stuff. I I, I kind of do that. I kind of get like a bunch of figures like put together, primed, and then I'll set them off to the side to figure out how I'm going to paint them. Some kind yeah. of process. Um, I've got all the death, my the thing I got for Christmas. I got yeah. it all assembled. I just got to get, you know, primered. But I've been working on a Piper Tri-Pacer plane. Oh, I know the name Piper. It, it's like a not it's just like a little like what me and you could buy as a plane and fly yeah it's yeah yeah i know what you mean yeah really little i i'm just trying to you know work on some different stuff i i broaden your horizons yeah i and i'm gonna be doing some scratch building stuff coming up in the next month or so so we'll see see how that goes yeah so we'll, we'll keep in uh we'll keep up to date with that um i've been working on an alien head as well i forgot to mention that a xenomorph uh quite a big one as well um yeah, it's, that, yeah, it's uh, they say it's one-to-one -one scale it's just the just the head um it's cold pressed um cold pressed resin i was told um and i've you know I've, I've that's black at the moment um and i'm working on that on and off um but uh yeah they've also i should mention that uh, over in the uk we've got a magazine a warhammer magazine come out I don't know whether it's out in America, and it um, has 13 miniatures with it for £2.99. So week one is available in your local uh, Warhammer store or Smith's if they're not sold out. Which, and Which book, Mark? Um, all I know is uh, episode one, it's called The Official 
Warhammer Age of Sigmar collection. Um, and it's www.warhammermortalrealms.com. Um, and in episode one, you get 13 miniatures, six dice, and one ruler. Uh, and you get a little battle map. Um, and second episode is going to be five ninety nine. Um, and they're giving away loads of stuff with these uh, things. Um, you can pay up to £9.99 a week. Um, and for that, you you get for basically... If you buy them all, you'll end up with pretty much four armies. Um, all the paints required. Uh, they're giving away clippers in one pack, paintbrushes in another. So it's, um, you know, if you're looking to get into, if you're looking to get into Warhammer, and you can't afford the 50, 60 quid straight up out front or the 100, whatever it is, then go and get that and start subscribing to that. Um, if you want everything, if you want the whole shkaboodle, you're looking at 9.99 a week, um, 7.99 a week for the regular stuff. Uh, and the first episode you got a discount on, and second one you got a discount on as well. Yeah. Kind of remember when you when Mark's talking about something that's close to him, so it's going to be a little cheaper for the him than it is yeah. for me in the U.S. Uh, yeah, I don't even know. Can you get it in the U.S.? Have you seen it? Uh, you know, I think the magazine you have, I have that, and I have the Space Marine magazine, but I haven't seen anything other than that. But a lot of the yeah. stores near me don't carry everything, so yeah. yeah. It's um, it's not really a magazine that comes with it. It's like these. Uh, so one of the one of the I think it's episode three. You're going to get a binder, and it's like you know these magazines that come out these episodic ones where they've got uh, holes either side, and you take the magazine apart and you put the you put them in the ring binder in the different sections. Yeah, it's going to be like that. You've got a paint section which tells you how to paint a certain figure that week. Um, and, and it's like that. So with that said, um, I think we're done. I'm looking at Gordon and Josh right now, as I say that, waiting for one of them to say, no, you've forgotten this. Bye-bye. Oh, no. Bye-bye. We're going. Thank you very much for watching. I finally got it right. We are going. Good night. Good night.